This is episode 136 on relationships. Welcome to The Athletic Mindset. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, forever athlete, and your personal flow coach, helping you optimize your life one conversation at a time. Today's conversation is really twofold, exploring how the relationships we keep with those around us affect our overall health and well-being, and exploring the most important relationship in our life, a relationship with ourselves. Let's start first with the latter here. We've all heard that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, but the person we truly spend the most time with is ourselves. If we don't have a healthy and strong relationship with ourselves, how can we expect the other relationships in our life to be any different? If we aren't comfortable with ourselves, our health can suffer in more ways than one. When we struggle with a sense of self, we can see it manifest in various ways throughout our physical health. Our ability to handle stress is impacted negatively, oftentimes showing up in a lower than normally heart rate variability like we talked last week, higher respiratory rates, chronically elevated resting heart rate, you name it, it's negatively impacted when we don't have a strong sense of self. It's amazing what these biomarkers can show us when we understand not only what they are, but what they're trying to tell us. I like to think of these as that check engine light on in the car. We could be driving along and from the exterior, the car looks totally fine. We look like we are operating within our optimal window of performance, but these biomarkers allow for us to really do an internal peek under the hood and assess where are things actually going. They can give us insight into how our mental health and our physical health are truly connected and feed into one another. So when we have a strong sense of self, we feel more confident in whatever it is that we're doing. It doesn't matter if it's a workout or a sales call and anything in between. A strong sense of self increases our quote-unquote performance in that moment and beyond it. A lot of us struggle to prioritize the relationship we have with ourselves, though, because we were brought up in a way that taught us that doing so was selfish. Showing up for you is actually the most selfless thing that you could ever do, though. How are you supposed to pour into those around you at a full capacity if you're constantly running on empty? You just simply can't, and definitely not for long periods of time. So understanding your physiology and your psychology and how the two work in conjunction with one another ultimately produces the results in your world, and it goes a long way in knowing when you need to show up for others and when you need to really get gritty and prioritize yourself and show up for yourself. We've all heard of extroverts and introverts, right? Some of us, we're going to be more wired to be one more so than the other. But at the end of the day, we need a ratio of both sides that serves us to charge our own batteries to our own capacities. Personally, I'm a more introverted person than most people would first think, especially when they come across the social media side of me and all that. I'm actually a very big introvert. I love my time alone. I can flip a switch and be an extrovert when I need to be, but when I do, I know how draining that is to my internal battery. I noticed this hardcore a few weeks ago, actually. I had a Saturday plan to work out in the morning, then grab coffee with some friends for a couple hours, then head a few towns over here for an all-day afternoon uh, volleyball and beach party with a DJ and all that fun jazz, right? Sounds like a great day. I was hyped for it, but as the day progressed, I noticed that by the time I stopped at my house post-coffee, I was actually absolutely drained. The last thing that I needed in that moment was to go exert more social and physical energy at a seven-hour afternoon volleyball event. Now, as athletes, you know how much it pains you to pull back on your word, so it's taken me a lot of work to be 
okay internally to cancel plans in honoring myself and what I need. After all, the last thing that I want people to think of me is that I'm unreliable. I think we can all relate to that, right? In the past, I probably would have just sucked it up, powered through. But now, I know what my body and mind need when I'm at that point in time. So forgetting what people would think of me if I didn't go, I made the decision to honor what I needed most in that moment, and that was to rest. I ended up spending the rest of the day, quote-unquote, being lazy, watching college football, and it was beautiful, honestly. I felt so recharged the next day, my biomarkers actually backed that up. I had increased heart rate variability, a lower respiratory rate, quality of sleep was through the roof, incredible, but most importantly, I was actually happy. I wasn't showing up to this volleyball event event wishing that I was on the couch watching football. I was giving myself what I needed in that moment. It's taken years and years of internal work on myself to get to a point where I got out of people-pleasing mode and prioritizing myself when I need to. Athletics can teach you a lot of good habits, but it can also dilute your judgment of who you're actually showing up for in the first place. Don't get me wrong, there are going to be times in your life when you absolutely should be doing the things that suck and you don't want to do them. But knowing how to prioritize yourself in a way that allows you to thrive in those conditions is really what it all boils down to. I talked last week about looking at data trends, especially in heart rate variability, and how we can use those trends to really get to know what our system needs to operate best in the current conditions. Me choosing to cancel my commitment to volleyball was more of a result of overall trends in my heart rate variability over the past couple of weeks going towards the lower side of my window of tolerance than anything else. Just like the fuel gauge on your car, you want to be mindful of how much you have in the tank. Sometimes you're going to be a little bit more risky and you're going to try to squeeze just one more trip in there before it really hits E. And sometimes you're going to stop and get gas when you're only about at a half a tank because you know it's going to be a while to go before you get to that next stop. That's what tracking HRV trends can allow you to do as well in the relationship to your physical training, but also your social and your work calendars and how you're prioritizing yourself. So if you're looking to start want really start watering relationship numero uno here, start by getting a better gauge of where your fuel tank's at. If you have a really stressful, intense week at work, it's okay to ease off the social calendar a little bit. You normally have to allow your batteries to recharge here. Life optimization really is about playing Tetris with all of the variables in our lives to piece them together in a way that allows us to have it all and it supports our overall well-being. So here's a quick three ways to really just check in on yourself in the thick of things. So if we're looking at overall trends over a long period of time, that's good and great, but how do we check in and get in tune to really what the heck we're doing today in the moment? Because moment-to-moment awareness allows us to really surf these energy waves in ways that serve us. So number one is to put intentional releases throughout the day that allow you to really tune into how you're going along as you go. It's one thing to have that game plan heading into the day, right? But life happens. It's going to throw you curveballs. It's going to punch you in the face sometime. And intentionally releasing through walks, wall staring, water breaks are great ways for you to take really a TV time out in your hectic life and adjust your gameplay to how you're actually playing in that moment. We want to be flexible with executing that mission throughout the day. So increase that ability through intentional releases. The second way we can do so is Mindfulness meditation, it really allows us to help train that gap between action and reaction, and it's what allows you to really detour 
from the game plan to better select the reaction that will ultimately serve you in the highest version of yourself in that moment. Implementing a practice that allows you the time and space to meditate doesn't have to be overly complex either. Start off with about two minutes a day and work your way up to really what your body and mind needs from there. And third, move your body. Move your dang body. You know what we were going to talk about movement on here. You know movement is medicine. And notice how we're choosing the word movement over workout. Simple, effective movements such as quick stretches, walks around the block can really make that overwhelming task of getting a workout in seem a lot less stressful. It also turns off areas of our brain that are in use during the struggle phase of the flow cycle. So allowing them to recharge just enough to get enough juice to get us into flow when we really need to get back into it when we're coming on the other side of that TV timeout. So move your dang body. It goes a long way in honoring what your body needs and it allows the space to have that come up and we can hear it, right? When we optimize, ideally, we can set ourselves up for major flow, which can lead to a good increase here in our biometrics, both externally and internally. And the beautiful part of flow is that while we can experience it solo, we can also have group flow, which can be even more powerful in producing benefits to our body, our mind, and our soul. We know this from playing on teams growing up and rising to the collective level of those around us on our team, are, or maybe not, or maybe now taking a group fitness class and that energy just hits different when you're in that right space. You know what I'm saying? That's the power of the people you surround yourself with. Our environment elevates our energy when it is optimized for flow. And on the flip side, it can eliminate our energy if we aren't careful with how we're setting it up. That's why there is so much truth in the saying that I brought up earlier about the five people we spend the most time with. Those teammates around you can either charge you up or they can drain you to near zero. And that's like borderline burnout. It's not a place where we want to be. A good friend of mine, Sage, actually led us through a workshop last week that had us really list out the people in our life that we're spending the most time with. And they could be in-person people or virtually. I want to give a shout out to all my internet friends out there that I've never met. I love you. I see you. I still am connected with you. Through this, she helped us identify the chargers in our lives and the drainers in our lives. You can do the same thing if you just take a quick inventory of who you really see and spend time with on a regular basis in your life. Think about the coworkers, the friend groups, the significant others, the family, etc. When you think about your time with them, how do they actually make you feel? Are you completely drained because all they do is complain? Or are you constantly excited to hang because they light you up and they excite you about life? From your inventory, you want to identify who really are your chargers and who really are your drainers. Look at the breakdown of how much time you're spending with each of them. And what you'll see is that you could only have one or two drainers in your circle, but you could be spending a majority of your time with them. And this is causing a huge energy zapping effect on your life. But Corey, what do I do if my significant other is a drainer? Great question. You'll want to have a conversation around this with them. Don't dance around it. Be direct and say what what is on your heart. The beauty in relationships really is it's this dance between two people and you need two people to tango as they like to say. You clearly communicating how you feel and then being receptive to actively listening and hearing you out is critical for any healthy relationship. It won't always be easy, but these tough conversations are ultimately what allow you all to get on the same page and become closer and it can allow you to change or turn that drainer into a charger in your life. And 
We want our relationships, the cl- especially the closest ones to us, to be exactly that. Group flow becomes more likely when we surround ourselves with like-minded individuals. There's clear goals in sight, and there's a blending of egos. This means that we can often lose our sense of self in these group flow experiences, and that can actually be a good thing. Studies have shown on the flip side of group flow, our sense of self is actually stronger than it was prior to that experience. Think of your sense of self when you're working for a company that aligns with your values. You feel like your effort you're making on a day-to-day basis is making a difference. And you can really relate to your coworkers, those around you. Your confidence, your sense of who you are is heightened in that scenario. And conversely, if you're at a company that questions your values or challenges your values, values and you feel like your efforts are futile towards the end result and your coworkers are nothing like you, it's easier to lose your sense of identity in that process. That's because that's why we are calling it a toxic work culture, right? Uh, this has inhibited your ability to actually get in flow. It's blocking you from getting in a flow. It's why we often feel boxed in and forced to work. We can't force flow. But if we set up our environment and our relationships in a way that serve us, we can create on-demand like flow experiences. You know what the best part about life post-sport is? You actually get to pick your life teammates. No more being stuck on bad teams because of scholarships, politics, contracts, where you're located, all these other factors that we had to deal with. You've now become the GM of your life. And those that view their life as such can run a much more successful franchise than those who don't. Being intentional with who you include on your team is all about honoring that relationship commitment we defined earlier. It's the most important one of all your relationship with yourself. You become a better person when you intentionally surround yourself with people that charge you and challenge you to grow. This puts you not only in better moods with more consistency, but it also puts you into more flow. And the more flow you get, the more flow you get. So even dropping into group flow in a group workout with your homies can help you in the boardroom or in a business setting. We've seen it too, the connection between heightened time spent in flow and our overall biomarkers of health When we have these heightened states of consciousness, it's reflected in our overall health profile. Everything from cholesterol to how efficiently we deliver oxygen to our muscles improves when we set up our lives for optimal flow experiences. The time you spend with people around you can not only charge or drain you, but it can quite literally increase your lifespan or decrease it. Talk about the importance of being a good general manager of your life, right? The good news is, even if you haven't been the best GM, you can turn things around just like I hope the Washington football team can, you know, fingers crossed, turn things around eventually and maybe win even the Super Bowl here someday. We'll see. Your past decisions matter, but they aren't as important as your present ones. Take back control of your life and your health by viewing your relationships as having the power to control the quality of your life because they do. Start by making a conscious choice to honor yourself and watch how that trickles into every other relationship from there. And if you're looking to streamline just how you optimize your specific life with where you're at, the More Than Movement founding membership is now open for a limited time. This is our signature 60-day program that was designed to help you increase your ability to handle stress, reduce unnecessary overwhelm, and get you firing on all cylinders in your life. The best part is you become a part of the Forever Athlete community at an even deeper level when you join, meaning you can connect with pre-vetted, high-quality life teammates that will only further you into flow. Apply today at foreverathletela.com. 
and become the GM that you know you can be. Appreciate you taking the time to tune in today as well. Better relationships around us start with a better relationship with ourselves. Pour into your cup and help others do the same. Pass this episode along to someone who could benefit from today's message because together we go far. Remember, if you can change your mindset, you can change your life one thought at a time. I will see you all on Friday.